no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are a Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we will break down the Bears' week four loss against the Indianapolis Colts and much more. Hey, Dub, man. A little bit different result this week uh, than last week. Last week, we were rolling that, that roller coaster win with, you know, Mitch getting benched in favor of Nick Foles. And guess what, Bears fans? You asked for him, you broke it, you bought it. How's it going, man? It's going well, Press, but not as well as I would hope it to be after that loss. Man, at all, I'm over here about to crack open uh, another beer. This is probably beer number six on the day, but I don't even care anymore. This is uh, <laughs> Ken's Lager Brewery. I'm drinking a little uh, Oktoberfest, man. What you about to crack open? For the crack open the common style, man. That's what's up, man. Before we get into this episode, man, man, we got our guy Big Dave from Bow Sports that decided to come pull up with us to discuss the Bears. Big Dave, talk to him. What's going on? Wait, I got mine. I ain't cracking nothing open, but you can hear that glass jingling. I hear what, what, what you over there sipping <laughs> you on, bro. Yeah, that is some, slow. You dig sipping on slow, bro. That is some rum. That is one of my favorite rums. It's called uh, Pompetto Anniversario. It's a Venezuelan rum. Okay. And it's the only thing I drink straight. And today, I definitely needed <laughs> this after watching that game. Man, shit. I mean, he just gave me an idea. I might have to get into something else after we uh, get off this episode because I like the way that was clicking around that glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad smooth, brother. Let me tell you, it's very smooth. It's the only, and, and I don't I don't like drinking drinks, you know, without, you know, a chaser. That's, that's just not me. But this yeah. is the only one. Like, I put this on the rocks. It's super smooth, man. And I, you know, I just, just melt away my, my thoughts of what I had to watch. And oh, my goodness gracious. And, and I can't wait to hear what both of you guys have to say about this uh, 1911 loss that we had against the Colts. And, bruh, I'm just going to tell you one thing. I was looking at Phillip Rivers out there, man. I'm like, bro, you acting like you Tom Brady or something, man. Shut right. your ass up, son. Right. right. Why well, was dude out? I mean, he always is one that's joined. I guess always. whole career. Always joined, always going at it. And you take it because you knew he was good. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. well, Phillip Rivers good. He's backing some of this up. But you knew Phillip Rivers was going to turn the ball over. Yep. You know, you knew one of those things was going to happen. Watching him today, watching the old version of Philip Rivers, the nine, <laughs> the nine kids, Philip Rivers. You know what I'm saying? That's a little different. You know what I'm saying? Like looking like Michael Keaton out there, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit different, dog. Coming from him, knowing that he tried to give us the game because we we had interceptions. That Khalil Mack interception broke my heart early bro. on, man. Oh, bro. Yeah. I'm like, because you know what? You know he will give you the game back at yes. some point. That's and his career. Tried. That's his yeah. career. <laughs> his career <laughs> is giving you the game. against him, man. I mean, um, 
You know, I think uh, Trevathan, it was that Smith or Trevathan, Smith in the end zone, almost mm-hmm. had that one that got turned around. And, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, Roquan. Could get, Roquan couldn't get his foot down. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I tell you one thing, man, Big Dave make a good point about Sun. I'm like, man, this dude over here, John, he just mad. He was John with Roquan. I'm like, you mad because Roquan out here living his life on these boats and stuff. And you stuck oh. at home with the nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, living his best life. I was like, when I saw that, I said, boy, Roquan about to have a season. Man. <laughs> he man. Like, he out there doing what? With who? Right. He about to have a season, bro. He, be, he better ball out. He, he better, better ball out. He better, right? <laughs> <laughs> he had a great game, too. He had a really, really good game. I believe he had 13 tackles. Yes, he uh, did. One of them for loss. So, yeah, he he did. He played well. Played he, great was fly- he was flying all around the field, bro. Definitely mm-hmm. a good game. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I'm going to kick it over to you, brothers, man. So, we here on the, uh, the Bears Essentials podcast, we do our Here Comes the Boom moment uh, of the game. Whichever one you guys want to take this, but what was the key play uh, in the game that you thought kind of changed the fortunes for us? Oh, man, that changed the fortunes. Uh, the fortunes weren't looking good all game. I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> but I guess I guess the key would be those those two interceptions I, me- I mentioned because um, the offense just was not there today. Listen, and a lot of that, I'm, I will, I'm sure we'll get into that, but I'm not going to put it all on the offense, even though I'm putting a majority on them. But, you know, the Colts do have a really spectacular defense, okay? The defense yep. is is tops in the league, so I understand that part. But Phillip Rivers gave us two turnovers, you know what I mean? Roquan Smith, and it was a spectacular play, a spectacular catch that you usually don't see linebackers making, okay? But he stepped out of bounds and didn't. So I was like, okay, maybe I could forgive that. He stepped out of bounds. He had to make an incredible catch to get it. But Khalil Mack, bro, I mean, man, that was right in his chest, bro. And it it wasn't thrown hard. You know, it was just popped up in the air. It was just like catching a little baby. Like, come on, man. Like, right right there in daddy's hands, bro. I got you. You know what I mean? And he could not squeeze the ball, man, and bring it into his chest. And I felt like that changed some momentum because, you know, because it, it, the referees weren't on our side either. I believe the first three plays were penalties, yeah. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, they no, were right. called, Yeah, they were throwing that flag all day long. But yeah, man, the the defense and being you guys are Bears fans, you know this. Sadly, our de- we depend on our defense, you know, to get us these turnovers to help us win these games. Yep. And when we get and get those, when we don't get those kind of turnovers, man, we, we're gonna suffer. And you kind of saw that today. Yeah, that's that's a great point uh, because that Mac uh, dropped interception that would have set us up in really good field position. Mm-hmm. A Dubs brought this up in the past on the podcast about how this offense we need every advantage we could get and playing on that short field would have really helped us in that ball game. A Dub, yeah. what you got for us? Man, what really did it for me was actually our first punt um, kickoff punt. We punting right, and it got blocked. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is gonna be a long day. Then we can't get a punt going right. <laughs> on our first attempt. And from there, things kind of like went sour for us. We couldn't muster up any really good runs. Um, the play calling became, you know, a factor after a while. But I thought that one play right there at the beginning of the game where we had the three and out, whatever, and we here we are punting, and it gets blocked. And I said, from that standpoint, this is going to be a long night for us. Because, again, Big Dave hit right on that point that I was going to bring up is that that's that coach's defense. They have a very strong defense. As a matter of fact, they're number one. They only give enough 15 points a game. So with that, we can't have any mistakes really against a defense that's strong. So oh, that part right there, seeing that happen, that was the start to a tough night for us. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, and that's another strong point because for our, our audience and listeners, you guys got to think about that. So when the Colts blocked that punt, 
that also gave them a short field. And they worked the ball down the field really quickly. They had a six-play drive. They ended up in that touchdown catch by uh, Mo Ali Cox. And that was a guy that we highlighted last week when we did our preview uh, of this matchup and said that that was a guy that we really needed to match up well against. And we see that he beat the defense there on that play. However, the defense held these guys pretty strong. I mean, they only gave up 12 points after that touchdown. So they held them to all four field goals. So when I look at that, guys, I'm like, man, dude, the offense just did not get it done for us. So in in you guys' opinion, what went uh, wrong offensively today? I'm going to take on this first. What went wrong, I will say, with the um, Bears offense is that we coached this game like Mitch was actually the quarterback. And here's the deal. Say that. Here's the deal. Mitch. I feel like you you felt something on that, man. That hit the soul on a Sunday. I got to let them know, man. I got to let the Mitch fans. I know Mitch got a lot of fans still in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not hating on no Mitch fans. I'm going to just call it how I see it. Take your time, Um, brother. and, And with this here, as we know, Mitch does very well with a good run game, and then you pass. Mm-hmm. Well, Foles is the opposite. Foles want to pass first, we rush second. Mm-hmm. However, with that, what we end up finding out is that Nagy wants to run the football and try to get the running game going. Well, guess what, Nagy? This two weeks in a row, we couldn't get the run game going. So that means we can't get the run game going. We got to throw it out, air it out. Let's speed the game up and air it out. Unfortunately, it took us all the way to the end of the game, <laughs> end of the game to want to air it out now and rush. You know, and um, two-minute drill kind of a thing. We should have been doing that early in the game. We need to say, you know what, let's play off our passing and then get our running involved. What we did was, hey, like we did with Mitch, we're going to run the football first and see if we can get something going, and then we'll pass. For me, I hated that route of going of thinking from negative because guess what? It held us down to where we only got able to get three points up until near the, near the end of the game. So if you watch that, you see it. To me, the play calling just didn't work out well for me. Well, I'll just tell you one thing real quick, and I'm going to let you jump in here, Big Dave. When you speak of play calling, and I didn't even mention this a second ago, and we talked about you know our key moment of the game, but that fucking third and one where we ran the ball oh. off tackle to Cordell Patterson, oh. bro, <laughs> uh. I'm like, so you you make a good point about the play calling, and I'm, and I'm going to come back to you later on something you said there because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not done with you, A-Dub. You, you, you got a couple things that I want to talk to you about real quick, but that play call – was garbage. Oh. <laughs> run the ball, run the ball in I formation. You got 32 back there. I know that the offensive line wasn't getting pushed off the line. He could get us a yard. I mean, what the fuck, Nagy? <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I love when people I love when talking to brothers and they and they are in my brain. I love it so much. <laughs> Y'all are in my brain right now. I mean, this is all the stuff I was screaming, you know, when I'm watching this game and I was calling it with Matt on hot mic. This is all the things I was screaming. That third and one, and I listen. One thing I've been noted, and I and I've been talking about this since last year with David Montgomery. He does not go backwards. No, when he gets hit, he takes that first hit and he continues matriculating. He keeps moving that ball down the field. He will turn a three yard loss into a one or two yard gain every time. He does it all the time, and I don't understand why he doesn't get more attempts. Because what defense wants to keep tackling somebody like that? That's going to exactly. get annoying. You know what yep. I mean? To keep trying to bring somebody like that down who keeps getting positive yards. So on a third and one, when you got a guy like that in your backfield who had about probably eight carries up to that point, right? you give him the ball. And of course, again, their defense is tight. I'm, I'm not, again, their defense is nice. I understand. But you give that kind of guy the ball 
who can fall forward into a <laughs> yard. He can just fall forward into a yard. He will give you that. What do you do? No, let me get, you do what Nagy likes to do. He tries to get slick. He tries to get cute. Yep. And then he tried to get cute on, let me get Cordell Patterson in there. If I see him run another screen on third and 18, I'm going to lose my mind. You Bro. can't run screens <laughs> on third and 18. Stop doing that stuff, man. It makes no sense. The, the fact he didn't run the ball and the fact that he kept running these screens and the fact they didn't figure it out until, like you, like you just mentioned, Doug, like the fact you didn't figure it out until the end of the game on how to go ahead and, and attack this defense. And I'm sure it's because that defense kind of laid off a little bit, I'm sure. Right. Yep. But, they, right. they lightened up. Yep. Right. But sure, but still, he was throwing – He he that touchdown pass he had A-Rob with, dude, that was like the second pass I've seen him throw that game like that, like giving his receiver a chance to get it. Everything else was overthrown, underthrown. They weren't on the same page a lot uh, with yeah. his receivers. And that could be because they, maybe they didn't have enough time together or, you know, he's the backup, you know, having his first week out there with them. Whatever. They didn't figure it out till the end. It's like they forgot Jimmy Graham played football. And, and it was just frustrating and annoying, man. But, yes, that run on 31, man, was so crazy to me. And I didn't understand it. And I still don't understand. I'm glad to know that I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, no, man. You 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 definitely are not crazy. Nagy's fucking crazy, but you are not. Um, out of his mind. <laughs> out of his damn mind. And to your point, when it comes to David Montgomery, 10 carries, 27 yards, 2.7 average on the day. 10 now, carries? 10 carries. <laughs> now, I know you guys both mentioned that the Colts have a number one defense. Hell of a defense for those guys, but I'm sorry. Your number one running back has to have more than 10 carries in the ball game. Yep. So, so I slightly disagree with you, A-Dub. Still love you, my dude. This team has to get off the ball. They have to get off the ball running. Mm-hmm. Now, whether Mitch is back there or Foles is back there, we need to still have a balanced offense. I don't want to see Nick Foles throwing the ball 42 times. I'm sorry. He, he ain't Tom Brady. What do you have, like 35 or 10? No, he had 42 attempts. 42? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, why, 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 why are we doing that? <laughs> Check this out, though. That's oh, because we God. couldn't get nothing established with the run. We tried throwing the, the, going to run plays. We Ten times? Ten times no, in Montgomery? No, Is that trying? Yeah, I disagree. I don't think they tried enough, man. They ain't tried enough. Not really enough. Not. If you guys, the thing is, you got to realize who's on that blocking. You got Massey. You got Lino. These guys were getting beat by some very good pass rushers, man. And you, you can't really you got you got to do something different because again okay. we're talking about two weeks in a row of this right okay we're running and it's not working now you you bring up a point now you t- you brought up Massey and Leno right now there's a lot of Ferris fans out here that talked about how Juan Casadillo was going to come here and he was going to upgrade that offensive line we are still seeing the same shit out of Charles Leno that we've seen the last two seasons out of him trash trash <laughs> lazy turnstile mm-hmm. not getting any push yep. Massey, missing blocks. So guess what? You said that they went away from the running game because it wasn't effective. Well, guess what? If you got guys out there that aren't getting the job done, get them the fuck off the field. You know what else wasn't effective? Them throwing the ball 40 times. No. That wasn't effective either. But you don't, again, you don't take a guy. He he got no negative yards. You know what I'm saying? When he was running that (laughs) ball. None. He got zero negative yards. He got hit at the behind the line of scrimmage like almost all the time. Because again, like you said, the defense is good. But he would he would always move forward and get you a yard or two. Now there were several times the Bears were like third and four, you know what I mean, second and two, 
You know what I mean? Like they had low, low, low yards to get to get that first down that they decided to pass on. That's on the play calling. You still yep. try to run that ball and give yourself a chance when you know you got a guy who's going to fall forward, you know, into some first downs for you. He should be at least having 20 carries. At yeah. least 20 at least. carries a game. At least 20 carries a game. Well, I will say this. This is why I disagree with both you guys on. I don't think this is the game right here, how the game plan was designed for him to get 20 carries. Play the style of play that wasn't suitable for the rest of the guys. And if you're playing like this, you're playing right now. You start off play one. You go two and nine. Go again. You go two and whatever, two and second and seven. Mm-hmm. So now you're on third and long. Anytime you're on third and long, nine out of ten times, you got to throw the ball. And guess what? Coach being a very good coach team, Mm-hmm. Very good defense. They know what's coming out. Now you have to throw it. So when you become a predictable team, predictable, mm-hmm. key word there, you're going to always get, get, in a, get put in a tough spot against a tough defense. And right now, I saw the Bears, how the Bears was actually calling plays out. It was pretty much predictable. Everyone knew our game plan. Run the football first. On first down, second down. You know what we're going to do? Stack it up. We're mm-hmm. going to have these guys smash the rug. So as good as Montgomery is, guess what he's going to get? 2.7 yards per carry. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what he's going to get. So no yeah. matter how we look at that, that is what he's going to get all night. Not going to get nothing else because guess what? That run defense they have right there only give another 77 yards a game. So guess what? Don't make the, doesn't make make our boy Montgomery special today. He's going to get smashed today based upon how they're playing, and that's what the coach did. They only give enough 77 a game, and guess and what? I, they proved again today. I don't I don't disagree with that. Okay, again, that defense mm-hmm. is cold. But for me, there's just still no reason why you only have 10 carries for the that's entire exactly game. That's, that's exactly it. That's that's all I'm saying. And also, Matt Nagy was calling the same running play. The same it's play. The same running play each time. Every yeah, time. Up the middle. I Sw- up the middle. Switch up it up. Middle. Exactly. Yeah. Now you see my point right there. That's my point, Big Dave. They were getting stopped doing the same run. <laughs> so you're going to keep ridiculous. doing the same but, thing. But, but hold on. That's, hold but on, that's coaching. But that's shouldn't, the shouldn't coaching. You the, that's, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't you be the offensive guy? You like, supposed to be the guru. dude who can figure out... Hey, can't you call it off tackle? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can't call it sweep. Misdirection, like, something. Like, something. <laughs> counter. There's a bunch of plays you could call, man, on the running team. I know. I, I'm with you there. That's what he kept calling, though, right? And it wasn't working. That's why I said, hell with the run game. Because you know what? He, he didn't keep want calling this same no, play. that ain't working. He no, didn't want it to work. He, he wanted to pass. No. He, he wanted to pass. pass. Yeah. He wanted to pass this, all day. This is the thing with Naki. And we seen this last year with this guy. He, for some reason, refuses to run the ball. He gets away from running the ball. And the Colts, to your point, A-Dub, they did make us a one-dimensional team because they did shut down the run. But guess what? When we came out of the half, when we were down, the defense got a three and out. And let's talk about the fact that the Colts did not have a three and out all season until today. And our defense put four on them today. Mm -hmm. Our defense got the job done. But my point is, is coming out of that half, running the damn ball, that game was within reach. All they had to do was basically call that game in a smart way. Let's take it a drive at a time. Even if we got a field goal there coming out of, out, of, out of, in that third quarter, that would have helped us in that fourth quarter when we were trying to drive and trying to do something. Here's what you're missing right now, Brad. Okay. In that first half, we had our wide receivers getting pumped. These guys had a ball and then it gets knocked out of their hands. Right? Mm. So that's not on Foles right there. You guys got the ball. Uh, in the well, Foles was overthrowing people too. So let's not let him off the hook. Well, I'm not doing some hook either. There. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting people killed. Yeah. But the thing is, that defense just that strong. I'm t- that, that, look. Yeah. Look, yeah, it's, it's, it's strong. It's strong, but he was overthrowing people. Do he miss Mooney? Mooney would still be running right now if he would have caught that dude in stride. Dude, yeah. those, those two plays back to back when 
I, I don't know if it was him or Montgomery, but they forgot what the play was. And Montgomery went went for a oh, pass. God. And Nick Foles yeah. is trying to hand it off. They messed up on that play. The very next play, he tries to throw it out to, I don't know number eight, number 86's name, but he tries to hit him uh, with the Harris. out. Yep. Yeah, Harris. he tries to hit Harris with the out. Harris keeps coming into the middle. Foles is throwing it to the outside. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because that's... That's that was their best drive. You know what I'm right. That was their best drive of the game right there. And they right. completely threw it away right there on that point. Right, right. And that led to a field goal. But guess what? Before that, he made a couple of nice little passes, though. But I'm saying, and you hit my point where I was getting to alluding to earlier, that as you see, when we got that drive going, that was based upon off passing. Passing mm-hmm. got that, not running. You know, he made a couple of big passes. One to Mooney, one to Robinson. Those were big plays he made. I think a 27-yard, a 13-yard mm-hmm. or something like that. Those mm-hmm. was all passing plays right there that got us down to that red zone. But you're right. And that pass he made over to Harris, just a bad pass on him and a bad mishap between him and um, not being on the same accord with between him and uh, Montgomery. But that's kind of what happened. Yeah, I, I'll just say this, man. I, I just want our listeners to just, just know that uh, A-Dub is the one that's over here supporting Nagy's play call. So <laughs> to direct all comments to our mentions on Twitter to A-Dub. No, no, that's incorrect. I am not agreeing with Nagy's play call. As a matter of fact, I said play calling was horrible, especially with the run plays. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that the, the style of play that Nagy called was mm. not a good play calling for that team, for what they just wanted to do. I think for Foles, it was a bad idea for Foles. I mean, the way he called the plays. I thought the play calling he did was designed for what Mitch would do, not for what Foles would do. And it came I back agree. to I, I completely agree with that because what we saw last week was more Nick Foles that I remember. Uh, just a guy who would, you know, run around in the pocket, you know, and throw somebody open. He, he's really good at just throwing people open. This time, you're right. It, it felt like a Mitch game. And I'm looking at it like, what am I looking at? Like, I was just really confused about what I was seeing. You know, just... A bunch of dump offs, you know what I mean? Just those exactly. quick, you know, three and out, you know, run those quick five yard outs and things like that, and just hitting, you know, one receiver. And I mean, he, he was just throwing the Mooney pretty much the whole game. Like it was crazy to me. I'm like, <laughs> well, he was the only one that was getting open. He was the only one that was getting open. True, true. He was. You're right. You're right. Um, but again, Nick Foles is the guy who throws people open. You know yes. what I mean? He, he will yeah. throw you open the same way he did with Allen uh, Robinson. He gave him a chance to catch right. that touchdown. He gave his receiver a shot at it. And that's the Nick Foles that I'm used to and that, that I like seeing. This one, you I mean, you hit that on the head. He called it like it was Mitch out there doing it, man. So, again, everything's coming back to him because it's not like the Bears' defense is trash, but no. the Colts seem to understand how to move the ball. You know, they were like, that's right. what we're going to do. Run the football. Yes. <laughs> we're going yes. to run on you, dog. That's and, what we're going to do. And, and you know what, Big Dave? Let's not forget that the Colts have one of the best lines in the game. They sure, I couldn't, I couldn't tell today. I couldn't tell. Well, we got a good defense, though. You got to realize that, too. We're okay, not that's what I'm this, yes. <laughs> yes. But so, okay, but hold on, A-Dub, to you, the point that I know where you're getting ready to make with this. The Colts kept running the ball, even though we were stuffing it, right? They ran the ball about 25 times in this ball game. Jonathan Taylor only had 67 yards on 16 carries, but he averaged 4.2. Now, that defensive line, you saw Nichols, Hicks, those guys are in that backfield a lot in the game today, True. right? But they kept running the football. And where they kept running football against who? Against who? Where was the, where were they going with the football when they were running? They were running towards Trevathan. You know why? Because he's the he's the weakest link on defense. Yeah, so that's what he, you guys, yeah. You but, but, but guess what? He still wasn't. Really, he but he still weren't really doing nothing. If there's they they had that just they had a lockdown. Well, they did. That. But you yeah. can run the football more when you got the lead. See what I'm saying? It's easy to run the football when you got the lead. When you down, <laughs> you only got three points. You down. 
we're talking about running the football. Yeah, but you <laughs> but you act like at that point we were it was like a four touchdown yeah. game. Like, it was well, a close we, game. It was a close game, man. And that's what was crazy about it. The game it, was, it was close a close game. All game. We couldn't muster up nothing because we couldn't get no plays going. Like you said, Big Dave, we couldn't even mm-hmm. throw the ball long. We didn't go long. We didn't throw it long until later down in the game to right. you know, have guys to take some risks. But guess what? We never opened that coach's defense up. We took it was all to the end of the game to want to open them up. Open them up early. Let Foles try to open those guys up early. I'm quite sure Montgomery gets some rushes in. But guess what? We're going short pass, short pass. We're making this game slow and short. So yeah. you're going to keep the field short like that. Guess what? That favors the coach. Yeah, and you right. know what? And it showed the day because those play callers was all, like you said, short passes, short everything. That's mm-hmm. not the game of style we want to play against the coach. We're going to mm-hmm. open those guys up, make our guys like Robinson make plays, you know? Let, let, let Miller, which who was also a ghost today, make some plays. Wait, who was that? Wait, who who, who, did, who did you guys talk about? What was his name? <laughs> I don't even know who what that dude is. Some dude named Miller, yeah. man. Yeah, some okay. Dude. Yeah, he used to play right. for us. Okay, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> he used to be on the squad. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. Man, that's some dude, saying, some, 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 saying, some dude that Mooney took his spot. Because Mooney getting all the snaps. Mooney, dude. Like, out of nowhere. I'm like, who is Mooney? And why is he getting everything? This is fifth, round, fifth, fifth round draft pick. Taking, yeah. taking Miller's spot. He keeping Riley Ridley and street clothes out there. Riley Ridley. I forgot, I forgot we got Riley Ridley. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Calvin's brother? <laughs> right. That's, that's what we know him as. That's how we know him. <laughs> Look, guys, let me tell you all this here. You got to get his name right, man. His name is not Darnell Mooney. It's Money Moon. Oh, Lord. Money no, listen, Moon. Listen, he got he got to get some money first. I got I to see some <laughs> in that end zone before yeah, I get him. Because right now, you know, he's, he's, he's debit card moon. I don't, I don't, no. <laughs> I can't, can't call him no money. Oh, Change moon right now, bro. Hey, bro. Ooh. I'm saying you got to earn that. I'm going to call you money. That's like when people call him money Mitch. Like, nah, bro. You got to earn that stuff, bro. I'm like, not calling him Mitch because he ain't earned nothing for me for that point. Exactly. You know <laughs> but, that, but, hey, you know what? I, I love that because my boy A-Dub, he's been calling him uh, Money Moon all season. I would say this. Five he's, catches. He's been good. Yeah. Yeah, five catches, 50 yards. That's solid. No, he's been, but, he's been solid. Yeah, I'll, I'll he's definitely been solid. say that. He's definitely flashed for sure. Yeah, the thing is, this is all unexpected, right? No one expected that Mooney would be this good right now, right? Because right. we had Miller doing what he's supposed to do. We talked about Robinson doing what he's supposed to do. Right. All these other wide receivers you got, like Ridley and all these other guys, supposed to be one step ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Guess what? This rookie came in saying, hey, I want to play now. Right, right, So to right. me, I'm going to credit that. I'm going to start the campaign. Money Moon campaign. <laughs> you know what? It ain't ending. It's not going to end <laughs> going forward. I that like guy's that. part of our offense now. Just watch. Money Moon is going to be getting more and more tick, more mm-hmm. opportunities than his offense, man. So keep an eye on him. Okay. I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to put this out to Twitter. I'm going to see how the fans are feeling about this money moon versus debit. What what you call them, Big Dave? Debit. debit. <laughs> <laughs> Better yeah, I'm going to call EVT moon right there. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's dirty, man. That's dirty. Big, Big Dave, man. that's dirty, man. He put the Barney on him. <laughs> I can't wait money moon. I can't wait to money, money moon show you up, man. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm welcome to it. I would love to. I'm just saying, I don't want to just start him there. I can't start him. At Money Moon, bro. I can't. Yeah. It's like when Danny Dimes came out there and they were calling him that. I was like, nah, bro. I got to see some stuff first. And then when he showed it, I was like, okay, Danny Dimes it is. That's what it's going right. to be. Nah, right. man. I got Show me a couple touchdown games. Give me a couple hundred yard receiving. You know what I'm saying? It's coming. It's coming. Show, it. show me see, that. You see, I'm with you. I, right, I, love, yeah. I, love, I, love, I love that, man, because you know what? 
we haven't even paid A-Rob yet. So I, that's <laughs> the guy that that's the guy that needs to be called money. Yeah, bro. He um, hey, this man. Extend A-Rob. For real. I agree with you. He deserves his money. But guess what? Guess what? Don't get me started, man. Oh, Go for it. Go for look, it. Look, you look, got look. hey. Hey, you got nothing but room in space. What you got? Okay, got me, I got room opportunity here. Okay, here we go. Remember that pass that he that he had in his hand, and then he took that hit, came out, came right out, almost been a fumble. Okay, that's on him. Then you got the week last week, right, where you had that but, grab. Hey, right? hey, hey, hey Doug, I got I got something real quick. I, I, I'm gonna let you cook, but you said a key word there. What you say? Almost. Yeah, it was almost a fumble. Yeah. <laughs> so, biggest, uh, so hey, catch. it should have been a catch. What, what, a catch. what our girl Brandy <laughs> said about almost. Hey, look, it counts. <laughs> yeah. Almost doesn't count. Hey, it was an <laughs> you need to catch That's that, awesome. man. Hey, Rob is my man. guy. He got to catch that, period. He, he got hit by an all-pro say. I mean, he got hit by a dude who was killing. Dude, that was the so second what? one of that day. That was hey, the yeah. second one, one of that day. You're a tier one wide receiver. You catch that. You a tier one wide receiver. Oh. Hey, look, you catch nah, that. Bro, I like, don't know, man. Nah, nah, hey, that, that dude that dude, that dude, bro. That dude came, he came <laughs> in like a missile, bro. Yes, he did, man. <laughs> he, came, he came with he pain that in that. He looked like Clubber Lang out there playing football. Hey, bro. look. <laughs> take the hit and get on the ground and then <laughs> say you heard or whatever. Catch that ball. That's your he, job. Catch he didn't even know what a ground was at that point. He, he didn't know what Listen. was going on. That dude smacked That ain't my hey, fault. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, um, These guys get paid to catch that. So, so two things here. First thing, A-Dub, we're going to watch film this week together. Um, we're going to slow that play down. I want you to see what really happened on that play. So A-Rob gets the ball thrown. Before he could even turn his head to even see where the defender was, he was already getting smacked, bro. He had no chance on that one. Now, I will tell you this. You know last week when Buddy got that ball taken from him for that interception, I was on A-Rob's mug about that one. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come at A Rob for that one. A Rob, I am. We we I'm not gonna. gonna we know. We know. We not. We not gonna slander you for that one because I swear to God, A Dub. If somebody would hit you like that too, you would have gave that ball up too, bro. Nope. I'd have went down with it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in okay. contract year, in con, and look, if I'm looking for an extension. I'm going down with here. it. No. Okay. Bro. Okay. <laughs> no nah, man, that okay. dude got smashed. I, he got smashed. I was just happy he was alive. Okay, <laughs> he got, no, he you got guys hit, are man. being soft. Oh, again. Oh, oh, hey, bro. No. hey he uh, got. Did he not catch that touchdown on you? Did he, he not do he, that. He did his job. He did his job on that. That's oh, he did. Job. That's his job to oh, go okay. up and snatch it and come down with the two on the sideline. Exactly. A, he showed it to me, didn't he? So, so okay, okay. a dub. I'm just gonna say this because I know our listeners are gonna have something to say about this. So I'm listening here, and you know what? If I if I heard something wrong here, please just just tell me. So, a Rob, you know you're critical because you thought he should have came down with that pass, but you're letting Foles off the hook. And to me, at least, it sounds like for sailing balls on you know Mooney a lot today, throwing behind Miller, which ended up being a pick. Are we letting Foles off the hook today? But coming at uh, a Rob. No, I just want to make sure. Hey, look, 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 let's, let's get this. There's tears to this here now, all right? Let's oh, look. so it's levels to it. So I want to hear the levels. There's levels to it. So let me hear the levels. So level is, we talk about <laughs> player comparison, wide receiver versus quarterback level. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick Foles, I think he's decent, but I don't think he's uh, Peyton Manning or those type of quarterbacks, right? So First of all, don't, don't, ever, don't ever put Peyton Manning and, and Nick Foles in the same sentence ever again. That's Go what ahead. I'm trying to tell you, right? Okay. There's tears to this. Cool. Okay. Now, you see where I'm going. It's tears to this now. Okay. So A Rob, he wants to be able to Julio Jones and all those guys, right? Okay. Top tier quarterbacks. I mean, wide receivers. So okay. If you're going to be one of those guys, you got to catch things that they catch. <laughs> That's all I'm saying right there. So it's levels to this. On the Foles I, level? I, I, think, Julio, I think Julio would have coughed that one up too. 
Nah, I don't see Julio. Look, look, bro, dude, I don't smashed. see. I don't see bro, Julio or really bro, a dub. I think you're going down that hill alone, bro. I, I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, he got destroyed. Bro, ninety nine percent of the time, you're going to see that play again. You be like, bro, you're going to get that one back to a Rob. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm very I'm confident. Watch it again tonight. And just I watch it and, and listen. Watch it really slow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I did. Watch that slow, man. I, and understand that they get paid on both sides. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like that dude was paid. He was one. You're right. They get paid he on both sides. And it was his second time doing it in the game. I know. Like, I it was know. His second time doing that, man. Look, he was like, he was like people up, wasn't he? Physical game. Yeah. He's gonna get hit. Take the hit. Got to take the contact. Man, he the got game. man, he got smashed. So, yeah. so, 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 moving along. What did you guys like about the game plan today, if anything at all? I, I didn't like the game plan at all. Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't yeah. like it coming in because I mean, A Dub said it best. Like he he did it like it was for Mitch, period. And the fact that he did it like it was for Mitch, and I didn't see the runs, and he kind of he he does. I've seen him do this before, but he kind of outsmarts himself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like because just getting too cute with certain things, mm-hmm. uh, trying to run these little screens and reverses when they're not necessary. Uh, like you said, bringing in Cordero Patterson on that third and one when. Since when is Cordell Patterson your power back? Like that's <laughs> never been the case. Um, so li- it's been little. It was little stuff like that that I was watching and seeing. I was just like, no, that was terrible. His, his play calling was terrible. I, I didn't like anything about it. It didn't make sense to anybody until the end of the game when right. he's finally throwing the ball down the field and finding receivers and things like that. So yeah, I, I couldn't stand the game plan from Nagy, man. I, and I don't understand it in. A, I haven't watched him in the post game yet. Try to explain what was going on. Oh I'm God! I'm gonna need to hear his explanation. And I'm gonna probably have beer number seven listening to him try to explain <laughs> that shit away. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you guys because I'm gonna let you cook on this one, they dub. But the, the I would say this: I didn't like anything about the game plan, and I sure didn't like those orange jerseys. I do not want to see those orange jerseys again this season. Every time they play in those jerseys, bro, they come out flat and lethargic. Let's end those orange jerseys. I'm sorry. Mm. That's all I got. I've heard that too. Like I, the people, I didn't know it was that bad. I really didn't pay attention to it, but I'm gonna assume everybody's right because people keep telling me that. Like, yeah. don't don't wear those orange jerseys out there. And I was excited <laughs> when I heard they were putting on orange jerseys. I was like, oh yeah, they're doing the orange jerseys. Cool. No, no, no. I, I, I I saw a little kid walking through the neighborhood before the game, and I saw him with that jersey, and I was like, this little kid, man. <laughs> where to God? <laughs> to beat up a little kid, man. Bro. I'm talking about man. I want to I want to come for a little shorty. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go in the house. Run that for this. <laughs> <laughs> My bike. You're right. Ado, <laughs> a- a- what you what you think about the game plan today? I can pretty much echo what both of you guys said. The game plan was pretty much bad. Only game plan that worked out well that, that I will say is what Pagano did on defensive end. That's the only thing that worked out was our defense. As far yeah. as offense go, we had nothing going on uh, up until the last what two minutes of the game, really. So right. looking at the play calling, terrible. <laughs> Um, look at the run yep. plays we were trying to do. Those that we tried to do weren't good at all. Didn't even benefit Montgomery at all. The passing no. plays. I'm going to throw Foles on the bus on here. He made some bad throws. Thank he you. wasn't great out there. I'm going to call it what I see. It. Thank he you. Was, he made great, great throws either at times. So that all add that to add that to what negative play calling. You got that combination. It's a bad game mm-hmm. overall on the offensive side. So you wonder why we only got 11 points. Well, there you go, Nagy. Look, look what you call him. Hey, Foles, look what you're throwing. <laughs> All this together, you know, look at the run plays, can't get that. And plus, we're going against a great defense at that. You're able to figure out some of these other teams in the past who aren't that good. You had to figure out ATL, that's not so good. Detroit, 
not so good, right? <laughs> um, and also the Giants, who are not so good. So you figure those guys out at some point. But mm-hmm. guess what? The Colts is a complete team. You couldn't figure them out because you know what? The same old, same old just wasn't going to work today. Um, yeah. We try to run these little lame running plays, it got smashed on those. Try to throw those lame passing plays, it got smashed on those too. So guess what? Going forward, that means our play calling got to step their game up. So Nagy, you got to do a better job of calling plays. I'm going to say this real quick. So last week, Nagy benched Mitch, right, in favor of mm-hmm. Foles, right? Mm-hmm. right. And, the move, and the move worked out for him, right? Right. But I'm looking at today's game. When the fuck can we bitch the play caller? <laughs> <laughs> Good point, man. That's a great point. You know, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how you can bench the play caller. By your quarterback audibly out of some of that stuff that he's calling. <laughs> that's how you can bench it. Like, that, exactly, like the Anthony what, Miller that touchdown. that what he did last week? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, yep. Just like the Anthony Miller touchdown on third and eight against Atlanta. The quarterback right. has to be in charge sometimes to say, you know what, this ain't working. We going with this. Because at the end of the day, you're the one with the ball in your hands. You can make that call. He can be mad all he wants to. But if we win it, uh, he'll get over it. You know what I'm saying? So right. at, at some point in time, your quarterback has to make that decision. I'm not going to fully put that on him now because, again, that was his first game with us. And, and maybe it's some things – and we saw that it was some things that they're still not on the same page with as far as his receivers and things like that. So mm-hmm. I understand that. but. As it goes on, man, he's he or Mick or whoever's back there has to be that kind of comfortable to where they're like, nope, this is my team, my offense. We ain't running that. We running this. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we was I would just say this: we didn't see that with Mitch. Uh, I, I can't imagine many times that Mitch audibled out of anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Not not his strong suit, bro. Not his strong suit, right? <laughs> not um, at all. But but to your point, I think uh, when it comes to Nagy, we we just need to see a guy that focuses less on being cute and just doing what works best for the team that he has, right? And mm-hmm. one thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about, so you guys brought up Anthony Miller, right, and him not being a factor in this ballgame. Mm-hmm. Another person I want to bring up, Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. We heard all training camp about how he was making plays and how he was looking great against the defense. Mm-hmm. Is it me or... Did I see him out there today? Did I see him out there last week? What is going on? Why is he not getting plays? Why is he not getting snaps? Uh, he was out there for one play. Got one target, didn't, didn't, didn't catch it. But the thing is, we just started getting Graham involved right the past couple of games. Right, so right. the first couple of games, was Graham even involved? Think about that. So well, Graham's got, what, 10 catches on the season? Plus the three that he had today? That probably yeah. was all last week, too. And that was all last week, yeah. <laughs> right, he, was eating, right. he was eating last week. Oh, he ate, boy. And you saw yeah. what happened. So the truth of the matter is, we just now getting one of the tight ends involved. Right. So uh, with commit, I'm hoping they can get more involved in the game. I mean, hopefully next week, but unfortunately today it just didn't work out that way. But I'm hoping now we'll probably see more of our tight ends get get some chances. But I'm just looking at the targets where you know Foles is going. I mean, this is first. This is Foles really first start. So, um, but the coach, of course, makes the decision of who plays tight end or whatever, whether it's going to be right. Graham or commit. But um, or Harris or whoever they want to bring out there. So looks like, you know, Harris was out there sometimes. And so and he and Graham sort of got a lot of time out there. So at this point, probably wasn't enough room for um, commit to get some time out there. But we'll see what happens next, next week. I think one of the areas that I looked at today that really concerned me were the penalties that we saw on defense. Now, the defense, I thought for the most part, they were solid today. I give them a B. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that, But those penalties that we had, they were really tough against us because uh, the penalties actually gave uh, the Colts four first downs. And when you're playing against a team with a Phillip Rivers that's washed, 
you don't want to give that guy, you know, <laughs> you don't want to give that guy like any sort of like a second chance to like, you know, try to figure something out. Right. 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 Um, right. Cause he is smart. If he, even though he's watched, like he's lasted this long in this league doing something right. Absolutely. So he, he definitely has some intelligence uh, behind, you know, uh, that demeanor that we just don't like, but he definitely is. <laughs> he definitely is an intelligent quarterback, especially in the regular season. Postseason is different, but in the regular season, <laughs> he's been awesome. And you wouldn't last this long, you know. what I'm saying if if you weren't doing something. Exactly. Right. Uh, but I, I would just say this: that, and I was really annoyed with Cordell Patterson getting that penalty uh, in the first half, the yeah. 15 yarder for the helmet situation. I'm like, bro, you're a veteran. You know better than. And I'm sick of this team giving up all these yards. To end halves. I mean, we saw that the Colts got three points out of that. Penalties really killed us on that. And Pagano, I know AW gave him some kudos. I actually, I got some heat for Pagano because I think they got too many dogs in that defense for them to play so passive and vanilla at times. Mm. I agree. He needs to turn up the heat and start blitzing these teams more. Mm. Philip Rivers should have saw that turf. He should have saw the grass a lot today. A lot. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't know how much of it had to do with uh, Khalil Mack, you know, dealing with a knee injury and things like that. I mean, but he was still, you know, Khalil Mack. He still was getting pressures and things like right. that. But I'm also going to – I mean, like you said, we got dogs. I mean, Robert Quinn was non-existent like, uh, who? out who? there today. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Quinn, like, I'm over here rooting for dudes named Urban out here. I'm like, who's this, Keith Urban? Like, who is this? <laughs> But, you know, I'm out here rooting for these cats to do their thing, man, because you're right. There are too many dogs and they're too good of a defense to not have that kind of pressure on a guy who does not leave the pocket. Like, you should be pressuring that dude. I agree. And and that was part of the scouting report I've heard that people were talking about that, hey, about, you know, Rivers being in the pocket. He doesn't, he's he's not that mobile. So why are we just letting the guy stay back there and just pick us apart when he get a chance to do so? Because I recall that Fuller got hit with a penalty, right? For that mm-hmm. long play, he got beat. Oh, yeah, he grabbed he grabbed T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, yep. That led to a field goal right there. He got beat <laughs> pretty bad. Not pretty bad, but he got beat with the play. But either way it go, I'd rather see our secondary get some chances to go one-on-one against these guys. We should right. be able to blitz and do all kinds of things with this defense we have. We have a very good, strong defense. And yes. having our guys play passive like that, not putting the pressure on quarterback like Phillip Rivers, yeah, he's a he's a veteran quarterback. He's been he's been in wars already. He knows what's about. He's gonna pick us apart if given that chance, right? We just saw what another guy was able to do today that got a chance who we'll face next week. <laughs> you know, right. so oh, Lord. Can't let these guys <laughs> take time like that. No, no, that's a total point. And I will say this too, man, just for any of our listeners out there, this team has been playing with house money. We all know that these last three weeks, you know, we were winning these games by I don't even know what you would call it, but these games we shouldn't have won, right? So we were the luckiest three and O team that were out there. I think today's game should be a wake up call for this team, right? We, hit, right? we got hit in the mouth today. I look at this though, and I say, "Hey, Dub, Big Dave, this is a team right now that they need to look themselves in the mirror. I need to see some heavy film study from that office, Nagy. Mm-hmm. You need to get creative with these damn play calls because I'm sorry." but I am sick of seeing bubble screens on third and fucking 18. If I see another bubble screen on third and 18, I swear to God, I'm going to be buying a new TV in this fucking house. I am so sick of that bubble screen. It hasn't worked in three years. I swear it ain't, man. I swear it ain't. And I don't know why they continue to run it. And it was like the, the first year it worked because, you know, Nagy's first year as a coach, you know, he was catching everybody off guard, you know, with those trick plays, 
you know what I mean? Things like that. But unlike any other sport, the NFL adapts so quickly to what you're doing that they let you know that tricks don't work here for long. Like you have to have actual, you know, you have to adapt. You have to grow with it. And Nagy continues to feel like that he's not adapting. He's not growing with it. He keeps doing the same thing. Like we just talked about the game plan he's putting out there for a quarterback that ain't Mitch. You know what I'm saying? Like he has to learn to change, man. And I know that might be hard, but he's going to have to do it or he's going to be out of a job for real. Yeah, for real. For real. Because the thing about it is, we're going to be running out of excuses for this guy, right? Because what was the yeah. excuse? You know, the, the last year was, oh, we're running 202. And so the 202 version is when we're going to see this and that and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Man, 202 wasn't about shit, right? Yeah. And then, then they, you know, blamed it on Mitch. And we all know the struggles that Mitch has had, right? So yeah. don't need to, you know, trace that. But however, Foles is his guy. You know, they brought Foles in here because they said Foles knows the office. Nagy trusts Foles. Well, I need to see your office now because you got your quarterback there, right? So let's not call plays that this offense was geared around a quarterback that you didn't trust. So right. to your point, A-Dub, let's see him call plays for the guy that he brought in here, the guy that they paid $21 million guaranteed for and gave up a fourth-round draft pick. Let's call plays for who that guy is because I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So see. Like Big Dave said, hey, if you got to call the audible, let him call the audible. I heard today watching the game where they were talking about the fact that Nagy was going to allow him to do it, to call some, to call some audibles. I but heard I'm that looking too. at the team like, when are we going to do it? When? Because <laughs> you haven't right. done it yet, you know? So we'll see right. next game <laughs> if he's going to call some audibles. Oh, well, well, he, he, well, he did last week. So I'm saying my thing is this. Yeah. When Anthony Miller said that that guy told him to run to the L if, if, if right. he makes the kill call, I'm like, bro, that's playground ball right there. I that's it. That. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Like some guys, and I've said this about Mitch so many times, there's some quarterbacks who are just good when they're not thinking. Right. And when they're just out there reacting. Mitch is excellent when he's just reacting. He don't have to think about play calls. He could just play football. Yep. But to get to that point, you have to know your entire offense. You have to know where guys are, you know, so you can call those kind of audibles. And then you can play that playground football. Because, you know, that's, that was Peyton Manning's whole thing. You know, play is called. He's calling that audible as soon as he gets there. And then it's playground football after that. Aaron Rodgers is like that. Like, he'll yep. get out there, call that audible, playground football all day long. he throw it to you with the left hand. Like, yep. Mahomes is on that level. You know what I'm saying? And I know those are, the, like, three of the greatest ever. I get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand that point. But I'm just saying, like, to you can get to that point where you're just the dude having fun out there. You remember Nick Foles with the Eagles? Like, that was just Nick Foles having fun, okay? Right. They, they weren't thinking out there. You know what I mean? He was just doing. He wasn't thinking, like, oh, well, let me hit this guy right here because that's what Coach one. No, bro. No, run to the, run to the, you know what I'm saying? Run to the hot dog stand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> run past the parked car on the left. I'm going to hit you at the Chrysler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's, what we, that's what I want, man. That's when he's comfortable. That's what I want. One thing that, that, that did bother me, though, in the game, I think, um, Perez, you, you, you kind of asked the question around, you know, what I also we didn't like about that game. Here's one thing that I, I'm really struggling with right now when watching our team play. The fact that we keep getting outscored in the third quarter. I mean, 26 to zero. I mean, come on, man. We cannot keep having this happen to us in the third quarters, coming out that flat. That's definitely a good problem. But I mean, uh, you know, a, a bad thing that, that we got going with the team. I would say this, though, to that point, I think that also points to coaching, right? Because if you're coming out of that locker room at halftime and aren't making those type of adjustments, then, right. then what are we doing? 
you know, so that, man, it's so much, so much stuff going on. I was going to ask you, uh, A-Dub, you know, when you look at this game today, and we probably got a lot that we can point to, what was one of your underperforming players for this game? It was two guys that was on my radar today. And I looked at one on the offensive side and one on the defensive side. So what I'm going to do first, I'm going to go defense first. Because you guys hit up, hit up, hit up, hit him up earlier already. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the guy. But I'm going to look at Quinn. You're making all this money. All this money we gave you. You already missed the game already. Um, you didn't do too great last week. And then you come in today and you can give us much at all. So from that standpoint, you got what? One tackle? Where was you all game? You know, so I'm looking for you. So that's a big problem for me. The other thing is the offensive side of it. Miller, where are you? We need you. Wake up, man. We've been looking for some big games out of you, you know, and uh, we can't have these meltdowns from you where you're being inconsistent. So we're going to need you to step up and be a big playmaker for us, you know. Uh, we got, I mean, we'll try to let you lose next game. You know, I know that um, Nagy probably going to get folds a chance to, you know, air it out. But at this point, we need, we need to find them. Miller, we need you. We cannot have this game where we're going to A-Rob all these times because eventually they're going to start to load up on them. So we're going to need a guy like him. Yeah, I know. I hear you on that one. And, and, you know, our audience probably has heard both of us talk about Anthony Miller as being one of the most talented, frustrating players um, on this team, you know, because he'll make the acrobatic catch that you're like, damn, how did this kid come down with that? But then he can't make the simple catch, right? He can't run the correct route. So Anthony Miller, please, for the love of God, man, can you please step up? Please step up. And here's the deal, though, Prez. We talked about him, right, making tough plays, right? And he does make some tough catches at times. So here's the deal. He had a touch catch came his way, right, that hit his hands, and that tipped up the lead to an interception, right? Now, I'm not saying it was a catchable play or not. I'll let you guys make the call on that. I can blame him and uh, Foles for that, that play. But I've seen Miller catch those type of passes, too. Yeah, no. What that just comes down to is he didn't make the play, right? So that's somebody that I think you could be more critical of than that one that you were calling A-Rob out on. That's a play that Miller <laughs> has to have. <laughs> You got to have that right. one, bro. You got to right. help your quarterback out. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed, man. But yeah, three, I mean, three receptions on 16 yards. Um, three receptions, 16 yards. And he also had, what, five targets. His longest catch was six yards, I believe. Um, yeah. Was it 12 yards? Sorry, he had a 12-yard catch. But again, three receptions, 16 yards, five targets. That's all you gave us, man. That's bro. not good. Bro, Montgomery had more receiving yards than him on the day. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's depressing. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Wow, dog. I don't know. Hey, I don't know what to say to that. Go ahead. Dave, I was I was going to ask you, uh, Big Dave, who did you have as uh, one of your underperforming players in the game today? <sighs> Player that underperformed. I mean, I felt Nick Foles underperformed, but I, you know what? I I like the fact what you said about Anthony Miller. Uh, Robert Quinn, though, for me, man, yep. I need to see more of him because he's the free agent signing. He's the one. He's the face, you know what I'm saying, of, of that big free agent signing that we brought in. And we couldn't wait to pair him up with Khalil Mack and, and Akeem Hicks on that front line, man, and, and those other mean nose tackles that they have. I mean, that's stout up front. And he's supposed to be one of those guys that continues to show it, you know what I'm saying? So it, I need to see him more. I need to hear his name more. So not seeing and hearing from him was completely disappointing. The other guy, and it's funny that I'm picking on the defense because they honestly weren't the real problem, (laughs) (laughs) honestly. But the other guy that still to me again was Eddie Jackson also. Yes. Um, Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, man. He had a couple plays 
and I missed quite a few tackles from some guys. So I was just like, no, nah, bro, if you're talking, if you're telling me, and again, this is how you, A Dub, how you were talking about uh, Allen Robinson. And, you know, if you want to be paid like that guy, you got to play like that guy. Well, right. Eddie Jackson wants to be talked about like that guy because people try to tell me he's the best safety in football mm-hmm. and all those other kind of things. If you're going to be that, I got to see you, you know what I'm saying, making tackles. I got to see you, you know, knowing where to be on the field. You know what I mean? And I have to see you not getting uh, – uh, what was that? Was that him and Buster Screen who got outjumped by a coach receiver on like third and four? Would he and, just chuck the ball up there? Yeah. And, and, oh, bro. And, and, and somebody that was on the practice squad like two days ago. Right. Like no, right, bro. Right. No, man. No. I can't, no. can't have that, bro. So, yeah, those guys that got improved. But I, I, it's hard for me to put the offense in because I was just disappointed with everybody. <laughs> the yeah, offense, right. man. Every single one of them, man, from the front line to the back to all of them I was disappointed with, man, for real. I feel that. I, I'm getting ready to go uh, with somebody that's probably not going to be a surprise to our listeners. But Charles Chuck Leno, mm-hmm. dude, this guy, fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I am sick of this dude on this team. I can't wait till they get him off of this team. I bro, agree. lazy, turnstile. I mean, I he agree. just doesn't seem like he cares. Right. I agree. I like, he just he, he just turns his head, you damn quarterbacks on the ground, and you're just like, eh, next play, I guess. Yeah. Like, what is going on? And, and my thing is this. If he's not getting his ass chewed out at film review during yeah. the week, yeah. I mean, because that's this is unacceptable now. This is like week after week, we keep seeing the same stuff. Yeah. Agreed. So it's that's frustrating. That is really frustrating. Week, hey, look, when it's week after week, <laughs> that becomes the expectation now. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is after that. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So is he up to performer now? <laughs> and he is a he's a what? A C level to a D minus type of guy. So that's what he is. <laughs> well, I, I mean, a couple years ago, man, the guy was in the Pro Bowl. So I don't know what the hell happened to him. He got comfortable, got that contract. Yeah. I hate to accuse somebody of, you know, getting the paper and, and kind of like falling off, but mm. I don't know what to say on that, man. I don't know what to mm. say, but he, he needs to go see the wizard. There's something missing. <laughs> <laughs> man, dude, it's something really missing, man. I don't know what it is, but right. hopefully they figure it out. I mean, it's funny because it sounds so doom and gloom, but you know, we're what, three and one. You know what I'm saying? The pairs are three and one. It's still early in the season. But it's just the fact that, you know, we know what's coming next. You know what I'm saying? Because the schedule is about to get real tough. Yeah, dude. The the schedule is about to get real. And another thing, too, you're right. Listeners, we don't want to be on here, you know, doom and gloom. But we also will keep it 100 with y'all. And just let you guys know, this is what we saw. And this team, if they don't uh, get this stuff ironed out real quick, number 12 is coming to town on Thursday. Yeah, and we gonna we gonna get into that a little bit later in this episode, but we need to be stepping things up around here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you have me do? One thing I will say really quickly: I'm not gonna pick him too badly, but I'm gonna call him out. No gave up that touchdown, Fuller. No almost got hit with a penalty, a big one at that, Fuller. So yeah, pick him slightly, but guess what? That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I'm not gonna pick on Fuller, man. He all pro and he's been bringing it all season. I mean, guys gonna get beat. That's football, man. A DB is gonna get beat on the play. Um, but I would say nine times out of ten, Fuller's going to make the play. But I, I do see what you're saying. He did have a the PI, but Fuller was he was pretty solid in coverage. He was, yeah, he was. I got to call you those know. two things out. What I saw, that's all. Not saying he ain't Pro Bowl, just saying that's <laughs> things. Yeah, but you know what? If you if you're gonna call it out, though, you got to call it out right. I'm just gonna say that Kyle Fuller's all pro over here. He is. Right? He is but guess what? When I'm gonna tell you, listeners. Prayers got out Kyle Fuller's back. That's my <laughs> guy. 
This is what I will say. And, and guess what? And he and he wearing that real number too. So that's all I gotta say. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> I agree. <laughs> guess what? When you, when you lose, everything becomes a problem when you lose. <laughs> yeah. Everything. <laughs> Every that's single thing. Man. <laughs> well, that's that's fair. So, guys, man, we because we we want to do a little positive before we uh you know before we get to our next segment. So sure. we want to give out some game balls uh, on offense and defense. I don't know which one of you guys want to take it first, but who you guys want to get a game ball to on offense? Oh man, uh, I will give it to uh, Santos. He did, excellent, uh, <laughs> he did a he did an excellent job getting them field goal. I like, and I've talked about this last week, and I'm talking about it this week. I like it because I don't think about Cario Santos at all, and I like the fact that I don't have to think about my field goal kicker. It doesn't bother me, you know what I'm saying, that you're out there or or I'm on the edge of my seat every time, you know, you're kicking a ball. Like, as soon as I see him, I'm just like, hey, there goes our field goal kicker. All right, cool. Like, it don't, I don't think of you every time. So he, I appreciate him for that. He goes out there. He kicks the ball. He tried to give us a shot, you know what I'm saying, with the onside kick by putting some grass on top of the ball or something. He tried to do some new things. But, yeah, I'm, that's who gets my game ball, the kicker. I'm just going to say this, man. Big Dave just gave us a, a, a big snapshot of what he thought that this offense is like if he gave the <laughs> game ball to a kicker. Yep. <laughs> Let's let that sink in. A-Dub, what y'all got? What you got? <laughs> I went with A-Rob, man. I'll take the seven receptions, 101 yards, and the TD laid the game. I'll take it any day, you know? Mm. Oh, wait, 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 no, wait, bro, wait, no. wait, wait, slow down. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who'd you get your game ball to? You went to A-Rob. The same A Rob that you basically called out earlier? Yes, I mean. absolutely. Hey, look, I'm equal. Hey, <laughs> you just spent a good amount of time, though. So it's just it, was about a, it was about a good 15 minutes. Yeah, you've been a nice amount of time trash that, bro. Lost the ball game. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you knew we you knew we weren't gonna let that slide, man. Come on. Come I know, on, man. Go. Everything's a problem when you lose, man. <laughs> man. Every play we can get. <laughs> I feel, right. Hey, go ahead. But hey, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, yeah, definitely I would say he, he made up for some of the things that went wrong in the game. He caught that touchdown. Uh, and then, in fact, he took that touchdown, really, as we saw. And the thing yeah. is, that's what gets me with him, right? It's like you guys uh, uh, do a meltdown at one point, something happens, whatever, and then next play you make a big one. So from that standpoint, I'm a huge A-Rod fan. Of course, I would nitpick him at times because I think highly of him. Um, yeah. okay. I don't think I respect that. It's Miller, you know. There's two different tiers with him. So, yeah, yeah seven receptions, 101 yards. Um, TD on, on 10 targets, I'll take that any day. Give the man his damn money. Exactly. Pam. That's all, that's all I got to say. I agree with the A-Rob. What you guys think for the defensive game ball? Uh, well, defensive game ball goes to Roquan Smith. Yes, sir. Uh, he, he, he was the guy that stood out and flashed all over the field. He was literally all over the field. And 13 tackles could have had an interception um, if that wasn't uh, taken away. But I mean, he flashed all over that field, man. He was in the backfield causing havoc. He was in the passing game uh, doing his best. And, yeah, he, he played very well. This was this was kind of a step-forward game for me for uh, Roquan Smith. Like, who's going to be that guy on that defense, that new guy? You know, because Khalil Mack obviously is the man. So, But he's not going to be that forever. And Roquan being in his second year, I feel, took a big step forward. What you have, A-Dub? That's, that's a great one. Roquan balled out today. Yeah, I mean, that's like the unanimous choice right there, really. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, and then what got me, what I liked about him for sure, is that uh, those three tackles in the backfield that he got, 
I oh, thought yeah. that was huge right there because it was just the ones that we got on the outside, whatever, chasing guys down, running guys out of bounds. That was, I mean, he was tracking. I mean, the thing I like about Roquan, like I said, he was all over the field. He was tracking guys down. These running backs was going to get out of bounds when they saw them. Like, he coming. He got that speed. He showed a lot of that um, today. Those three tackles I saw him get in the backfield was huge for me. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, this guy's really, you know, um, shooting down those holes, those gaps to stop the run. And I thought, to me, his run defense, you know, on the run plays was excellent. Because, again, what it did, it caused, you know, um, those guys to, to try to want to pass the ball going forward after that. So it really did change the game for Rivers. Um, and also made him go the other direction as well when they did run plays. They started mm-hmm. to not run to his direction. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Also, too, in coverage. Let's not forget that part with Roquan. Mm-hmm. He definitely improved today in coverage. I mean, he was bringing people down. I mean, if the running back was anywhere near him, he was bringing that person down. Right. An- another point that I wanted to bring up real quick is the way that Bilal Nichols played in the middle today mm-hmm. also is probably another reason why we saw Roquan flashed the way he did because Bilal Nichols was blowing yeah. up people on oh, that man. offensive line. Yeah, he was. Man. He was. He Good day. Yeah. So everybody talks about how the Colts have that number one offensive line and Quentin Nelson and those boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would say Bilal Nichols, he earned his money today. Yeah. He did. Absolutely did. He he played well. And and uh, him and uh, Akeem Hicks uh, were both causing that kind of havoc out there. But yep. yeah, those guys, in, including Urban, like those guys in the middle, man, they – they did their thing. So, yeah, shout out to him. Absolutely. Dude, and, and also shout out to uh, Brent Urban, his wife. or uh, Is that his name, Brent Urban, the, the guy that made the, the sack? I, I can't remember. Urban, whatever your name is. Shout out to his wife on Twitter. She was shotgunning beers, dude. Like, dude. What? For real? Yeah, man. She's an awesome follow, man. She was <laughs> shotgunning beers, bro. I told her, I was wow. like, man, you are my favorite follow now. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's hard for me to go with anybody other than Roquan, but I will say this. I agree with both of you guys on Roquan, but I do want to give a shout-out to Jalen Johnson. Mm. I thought as a rookie, that guy showed up very well today in that game. He covered very well. There were maybe a couple passes that Pascal maybe caught a couple, but for the most part, that guy is going to be a star in this league. I think he's going to be a future pro bowler, mm. and I'm not mad that he's wearing peanuts number. Mm, mm. I'm not either. He he definitely is something that, that you have to look at. Because um, to have that number, you got to ball. I mean, immediately. When you see that, and there's certain numbers on, on the Bears, when you see them, you're like, okay, you got to be good now. You know what yep. I'm saying? And that's definitely one of them, especially in the secondary. When you're yes. rocking the 33, you're like, okay, dog, come on now. <laughs> you got to be nice. Right. Because we, we got that guy on the team rocking Mike Singletary's number, and I'm like, bro, you need to take that shit Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Come right. on now. You know what I mean? You know, you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, before we let Big Dave get, get out of here, man, I'm, I'm going to kick this over to both of you guys, man. What's one area that you think that we can improve upon uh, entering our Week 5 matchup Thursday against the, the Bucks? Oh, man. Uh, run the football. I want Montgomery to get more opportunities. I mean, I don't know why Nagy hates running the football. I really don't. But he does not like running it. And I can understand the point of, of them being a defense and and the Colts having a good defense and stuff like that, but it's not like he enjoys running the football. Okay, like he, this is a this is a pattern with him. Like he does not get a lot of carries, and this is a guy that, like I said, does not go down on the first contact, man. So if you let that guy continue to hit the defense in the face, it will make your passing game so much easier and so much better, and make you look so much smarter. So I would like to see the running game get going a little more. I'd like to see just Montgomery have some more touches. And please, 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 no more screens. 
Please. <laughs> 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 what you have, A-Dub, and I appreciate that and, and agree with that 100%. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> I think we can get good in the passing game, too. I mean, I think we're better than 249 passing yards. That's just my take on it. Uh, I think we'll probably do better next game. But I believe that, you know, once we get our guys all on the same page, I think we can be better in, the, in that range. All right. I hope you're right. Uh, I, I, I'm i not going to repeat anything that Big Dave said, but I think anybody that listens to this episode know what I want them to do in week five. So just do it, Nagy, I swear, because my TV is going to hate me if you don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be time to replace it. Um, okay. Big Dave, man, That's we it. appreciate you for pulling up, man. Bro, man, I had a blast, bro. Like, for real, dude. That so much fun. We, I would love to do this again with y'all. This was great. Say oh. less, man, because we will definitely have you back. Yes, <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> right on. All right, man. Well, man, we appreciate you for jumping on, man. Thank you for having me, brothers. Y'all All right, cool. now. Later, Peace. man. So, A-Dub, that was a lot of fun, man. Let's, uh, I want to kick it over to you for some fan reactions, man. I want to get your thoughts, man. This, this is a segment that a lot of our fans really enjoy you kind of giving your feedback on some of the reactions that they have. So I got some that I wanted to read over to you. Get your thoughts. Oh, All right, man. So we got a, a Twitter follower, Malcolm Riley. He's at Malcolm Riley 22. In the second half of the ball game, Malcolm says, our defense deserves so much better than this. This just isn't right, man. What'd you think about that one? No, he's absolutely correct. Our defense deserves better than that. Um, our offense gave us nothing until the last, what, minute in, in the game. So I totally agree with that. Our offense got to play better. I think we'll play better next week because, first of all, the defense isn't as bad. And, uh, the defense we're going against isn't as great as the coach defense is. We should be better next week. But, again, um, it was totally, totally tough for us to win for our offense today, and we didn't get much at all. And a part of his play calling, combination of foals as well, we didn't look good. So I do hate the fact that we didn't do a good job for our defense. Yeah, I mean, considering that they basically gave the the Colts uh, some of their first uh, three and outs on the season. So very, definitely unfortunate. Yep, we uh, wasted defense. Mm-hmm. Yep, we sure did. Second reaction came from uh, Twitter follower at OYoungIV, Oscar Sands. He says, Bears Twitter would be roasting Trubisky right now. Just saying. He said that in the first half after he saw what Foles was doing with the overthrow on the players. What did you think about that one? Um, I think he's right. We probably will be roasting Mr. Trubisky. You know why we'll be doing so? Because guess what? Mr. Trubisky didn't look so good the first three games, really. Like I said, the first game we had, he looked good in the fourth quarter. The first three quarters didn't look great at all. Um, second game we played against the um, against the Giants, he looked good only in the first half. Second half, he was, he was a ghost. Five for ten, a couple of interceptions, you know, um, at, at, at that point. And then, of course, the game where he's actually starting again, he got pulled for, um, for um, Nick Foles. He threw an interception, so he didn't look good in that game. So he looked it okay, but didn't look great. So from that standpoint, if Mitch came out and did that again, all hell would have broke loose, <laughs> really. So he had no room for error. <laughs> no room for error on Mitch. I agree with that. I would just say this. And A-Dub, you brought it up earlier on, on, on the conversation. Uh, there's a, a lot of people in this Bears uh, fan base that still ride with Mitch. And I think that a lot of them probably feel that he was benched unfairly. However, mm-hmm. we're going to see how this thing plays out. I would just say... Foles, I'm going to give him a little bit of time, but I just was not impressed with what I saw today. But I definitely agree with you, Oscar. I think Twitter would have definitely roasted uh, uh, Mitch if, if he would have played the way that, that Foles did in that first half. The next reaction came from our buddy Duke Coughlin over um, at the Bears on tap at Pie Guy Duke. And his reaction in the first half was BU. And I think that was a shot directed at Matt Nagy. What would you think about that one? 
You know what? Um, Nagy really didn't do a great job calling plays today. So, um, you know, the way Nagy coached this game here or managed this game, um, he can know he can get better with that. So with him <laughs> making that comment towards Nagy, yeah, Nagy deserved a lot of criticism today. And I think Nagy understands why the criticism is coming his way because guess what? We have really underperformed in every game we played this year overall. So just him hearing him say that statement there uh, makes total sense to me. And if you look at how we played against all the opponents we played so far, we have underperformed against all of them, really. Yep, we have. Uh, I was just say this. On Nagy's play sheet, it has that BU on there. And I'm going to tell you, if Nagy keeps calling plays the way he's been calling plays, I really need him to stop fucking being you. Be somebody right. else. Do something different. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Because it ain't working. It's not. Uh, <laughs> the, the next Twitter reaction for you, A-Dub, is from Oscar the Fourth. Um, his Twitter at handle is at uh, ShyBego72. And he said, I know it's only the fourth game of the season, but Robert Quinn has been awful. He's playing at the Le- Leonard Floyd level. I totally agree with that. Um, he missed a game already. He came back. He had a decent game, his first game with us. He got that one sack and then kind of went ghost from there, you know? So he hasn't really put together a great, a really been great or really stand out. And we've seen other guys on our defense stand out more than him. So, yeah, I didn't see him get a lot of rushes going through the day. Pretty much non-existent um, the entire game. So with that, we paid this guy a lot of money to come on the team. He has to be better. Has to be better. This is the thing, and that's a good point in this tweet that he brought up about seeing like flashes of Leonard Floyd because you and I both were very high on this acquisition because we thought we'll finally get somebody to free up Khalil Mack. We're still not seeing that. Leonard Floyd is still not making enough plays. And Big Dave brought up a point that we didn't go into on the episode. But Khalil Mack has shown up on the injury report all season with that knee injury. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something that we should be worried about. Is that keeping him from basically making those Khalil Mack level plays? Like, what do you think there? Because we didn't talk about that. Um, I think this injury is part of it as well. But you know what? Mack has been playing through that. And he's still one of the high, you know, top pr- pr- uh, pass rushers in the game. Um, he was still putting pressure on the quarterback, still right. have a quarterback running. They still send the two guys at him. They're still holding him. Um, yep. Yep. Mack is still Mack, even with yeah. that. No, I, I agree with that, man. I wonder if he's being hampered by the injury, but you, but I will tell you this. We've seen the stats, and, and Khalil Mack is putting pressure on the quarterback, and he's definitely still wrecking havoc. And he was making a lot of plays today in today's game in the running game. He was making a lot of stops. So no, that's a good call out, Ada. The last uh, fan reaction I wanted to throw over to you comes from friend of the podcast, uh, Cousin Heidi. And she basically said, watching the Bears players smiling and laughing after a loss says a lot about their coaching. That was sad to see. Now, I noticed that, too. Uh, what did you think about that, uh, A-Dub? That kind of upset me a little bit. And here's why. We finally played against a team that's better than the first three opponents we had. And we saw what a, a complete team looks like. And we're going around laughing. It's not a good right. time to laugh. It's a good time for us to say, you know what? Let's regroup. Let's get better. Let's take this loss personal. And let's get better for the next game. So I don't like seeing that laughing and joking around after a loss. Heck, I don't really like seeing us laughing around after a win, really, when we got unfinished business. We haven't played a complete game all season. That's nothing to really laugh about other than being 3-0 at the time frame. But after that, it's like, hey, time to play the game, and let's get better. We have not shown that we've gotten that much better over these last four games. And today was a reality check. There's nothing to laugh about. And listeners, I want you guys to hear where A-Dub stood there, because that is an, an awesome point. First of all, I don't want to see you laughing when you're getting slapped. Like, that should never be a thing. But right now, we have nothing as a team to be gloating about. So even if we did win the game, 
hey, we got to treat this like a business. I, I saw a quote or a video from Kobe Bryant. It was like it was when he was probably in the finals and he, they were up 2-0 in the series. And Kobe walked into the interview and the guy had that, you know, that Kobe demeanor. And they were like, hey, are you going to flash a smile? And he said, what's there to be happy about? And they said, well, you're up 2-0. He said, is the job finished yet? Right. And then the reporter says, well, no. And he said, okay, then. Right. So the point that you made, I think it was a very strong point because right now the job has not been finished. So we should not be on the field laughing and smiling. There ain't shit to be smiling about and nothing funny. Exactly. That's something else because to, to get into the next segment here of the podcast, Tom Brady's coming to town. So laugh about that. Right. Because one thing I'm going to say to our audience that the last time that these guys came to town, we didn't have to face Tom Brady. And we got a big-time win against them, 48-10. to 10. Mitch threw for six touchdowns. But guess what? This Tampa Bay team that's coming here on Thursday is a totally different team. A-Dub, what you got for us on that? Man, this Tampa Bay team is loaded with talent. And the thing is, they didn't even have all their weapons today. I mean, no. they were missing Godwin. They were missing yep. Fournette. So, yep. and they, I mean... Think about a Brady still getting five touchdowns today. So talk about having a great game. I mean, the game that they were losing, and Brady brings them back. This is a team that loves to throw the offense, and they have, again, Tom Brady, right? So we really, really think about that, that this team is not going to go anywhere. Um, they're going to pretty much pass that ball a lot. I mean, they, they throw the ball a lot. I mean, Brady threw, what, 40-some times today for right. 369 yards and five TDs and one interception. I mean, they're also going to carry. They're going to run the ball as well with Jones. I mean, he had 20 carries for 111 yards or something like that. He's going to get some catching, too. But the thing is, they got a lot of guys. They got Evans. They have Scotty Miller. They have um, O.J. Howard, who got hurt today. So um, right. I'm not sure he's going to play uh, tomorrow. But they have Gronkowski. So they still still stacked. Still a stacked team. But they got Scotty Miller, man. That kid is fast. Yeah, he's I mean, really he, fast. He's, he's really fast. Yeah, so we're going against a team that got some very good offense. I mean, very strong offense. We got to be prepared for that. And I'll just say this, too. One name that you forgot about was Mike Evans. Oh, right. And I'm telling you, that guy right there, he's going to be a mismatch problem for our team all night long on Thursday. That dude right there, he's the real deal. Yes, he Um, is. I'll say this, though. So when you look at this Bucs team on paper, so they're 3-1. and They come in with a loaded offensive team. They have a great defense. But they haven't made the playoffs since 2007. So I look at this team and I say, we're not even seeing the best of what this team could do yet, right? Because they're still, Brady's still kind of getting used to his new teammates. He's still probably getting familiar with the offense. Mm-hmm. So this is a good time for the Bears to be getting this team because I don't want to see this Bucks team later in the season when they get jailed and they get ready to go. Because we're even seeing Gronkowski, he's coming along slowly after coming back out of retirement. We right. haven't even seen the best of Gronk yet. Right, exactly. And I expect him to be more involved in the offense next game because the fact is, if Howard is really, you know, hurt badly, whatever, Achilles or something like that, they may have rip, uh, messed up. I'm not sure what it was, the injury was today, but I know he had a tough injury to happen today. He's yeah, not it, really it, it, it didn't look good. Right. And if Gronk playing, Gronk is still strong, right? And he gets yeah. more involved because Gronk can make big plays, man. I mean, he's one of those guys that's big, still got great hands. He's a tough cover. So <laughs> we got to have our hands full with that tight end. Absolutely. And then also, too, they got another tight end, uh, Cameron Brake. Right. Also solid. So I mean, like they have an embarrassment of riches on that on that damn office. <laughs> they loaded with talent, man. And when we look at the way that we've kind of struggled with covering uh tight ends and, and and running backs out of the backfield, 
we're going to definitely need to make sure that we're helping out Danny Trevathan a little bit more in this matchup because you know Bruce Arians. He is an elite head coach and an elite play caller. Absolutely. He has probably seen the film of what Danny Trevathan has struggled with, and I think they're going to pick that apart. And that's going to be an area that we're going to really have to focus in on on Thursday with making sure that either Eddie Jackson or one of those safeties are helping him out a little bit in coverage or getting a Deion Bush maybe in the game a little bit more because that Ronald Jones at the backfield, that's going to be a tough matchup for us. It really is. And when he's out the backfield, I'm quite sure he's going to be matched up against Trevathan. So if that's going to happen, yeah, we're going to need somebody else to help out. And I think the person we see is going to probably help out more is probably Bo Jack is going to help out. But the thing is, that's not a good thing from that standpoint because the thing is, they got so many weapons. So we're putting Bojack in a tough situation to either decide if he wants to help out or, you know, battling coverage against some of these wide receivers. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And one thing, too, that I wanted our audience to realize when it comes to this uh, this Bruce Arians offense, he definitely likes to chuck the ball. So he done brought up the fact that Brady threw it 40-plus times. This is a, a head coach and offensive coordinator that can call those type of plays for his quarterback, and his quarterback can get the job done for him, right? Right. But, they run a lot of 12 personnel, right? So mm-hmm. for our audience, that's basically one running back, two tight ends, right? And that's right. an offense that suits Brady very well because dating back to his New England days, you guys probably remember when the Patriots trotted out Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. And so that's an offense that Brady really excels in. And so that's going to be an offense that I think with uh, – well, you, you mentioned that O.J. Howard's down, but Gronk and Cameron Brait and lining up in that 12 personnel – that's right. going to be a tough look for us uh, on Thursday. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't know if Zav Godwin's going to play next week or not, I mean, on Thursday or not. So we'll have to see if he's going to play. But again, if he's playing, which is he's pretty much one of, been one of their Pro Bowl wide receivers, if he's playing, that adds more to the weapons that they have. That's exactly it, too, because uh, I'll just say this. Um, the Bucks' offensive line last season, they gave up a lot of sacks. I think it was like 47 sacks that they allowed last season. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was mostly to Jameis Winston uh, holding on to the ball very long. He was known right. to do that. The one area that the Bears have to worry about with Brady is Brady is going to stay in that pocket, but he's going to get rid of the ball quick, and he's going to make smart decisions with the ball. And Correct. that's going to be an area where that could probably neutralize our pass rush because Brady is not going to just sit there and, and hold the ball and take a sack. Also, another area, another key is – Tristan Wirfs, their right tackle, he's a matchup that I think we might be able to take advantage of on Thursday. That's if Robert Quinn pulls his head out of his ass because he should be able to have a field day against this right tackle for the uh, for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens there, right? Absolutely. We're going to need Quinn to step up for sure. I mean, he got the matchup where he can be dominant, so we'll see if he takes on that opportunity. But the thing is, we can't let Brady get comfortable back there. If he gets comfortable, it's going to be a tough night for us. No, and that, that's, I think that's where it comes down to maybe getting some blitz uh, and pressure on Brady. However, with the type of weapons that the Bucks have, you're probably not going to see these receivers being played uh, man coverage much uh, unless maybe Godwin's out. Then we might be able to see, you know, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. exotic blitz schemes and things like that. But I definitely need to see a little bit more pressure on Brady than we saw on Phillip Rivers today. Absolutely. We cannot let these, say, the old veterans sit back there at their age and pick us apart. Cannot happen. we got to put some pressure on them. Make a move. Turn into a mobile quarterback. We focused about a little bit into the offense of the Bucs, right? So we saw the Tom Brady, five touchdowns today. I don't know why people sleep on Tom Brady. I was seeing a lot of Tom Brady slander on Twitter today. People need to stop that. This man is still a bad man. I don't care how old he is. 
He still gets it done out there. But the Bucks team, they're not a one-dimensional team, A-Dub. These guys got a good defense, too. Mm-hmm. They're led by Shaq Barrett. And I don't know if you realized last season, he led the NFL in, snap, in sacks. He had 19 and a half sacks last season and forced the uh, six fumbles. Mm-hmm. And we saw with the way that, that Charles Leno played today, and that's going to be a matchup that Charles Leno is going to have to basically step up for. What do you think about that matchup going into Thursday night's game? That's going to be a tough one, man, um, because the thing is with Leno, man, and this is what you're starting to see, that a lot of these pass rushers who are very good and dominant, they're attacking him. So he's going to have to – I mean, we're going to have to either make a tight end, be part of a blocker with Graham, because I, I'm really concerned about that. Because, again, he's going against one of the top guys. And then we also can't forget about Dominic Sue, right? Sue is still out there, um, still, you know, uh, putting in work. So they got a nice little line there going on, you know. Uh, so we have to be very careful um, going against those guys. Exactly. I mean, you definitely brought up Dominic and Sue. But also think about uh, they got Vita Vey, who also <laughs> plays in the middle next to him. And he is a mm-hmm. massive man, big-time run stopper. So I agree. We- we saw today, A-Dub, and to your point earlier that you brought up about how we were ineffective getting any sort of push and being able to run the ball, that offensive line is going to have a big-time problem if they couldn't get the ball running on the Colts' defense, which, no disrespect, they're a number one defense. But they don't have those two monsters in the middle like that Bucks defense has. And right. so that's going to be an area that I think that we might struggle with next week. Also, uh, JPP also plays for the Bucks. And yeah. He- <laughs> And, I mean, so you think about it, they have an embarrassment of riches once again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. And their weakness to me, their weakness, Tampa Bay's weakness really is their secondary. I don't That's think it's right. their forefront, you know. I think nope. those guys are pretty tough, that first front. You know, that line they got, defensive line, oh, yeah. pretty tough. To your point, yeah, that front seven is the strength of that defense, Yep. Agreed. So we're going to have to get rid of that ball quickly and let our guys make some big plays. We're going to let Miller have to step this game and make some big plays. Of course, A-Rob, we already know. But also, Mooney going to have to play a big part in that, too. Also, too, one thing that I want our audience to, to look at when you look at this Bucks defense, they were number one against the run last season. And so that's just an area where we're really going to have to just make sure that we are uh, focusing that up and, and tying that up really nicely. Um, also, just another area uh, real quick that I wanted to bring up, and this is just something that's personal to me, Todd Bowles. He's the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He was somebody, A-Dub, that I wanted – the Bears to basically pick up Walker. as the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, this guy, he basically has very aggressive schemes, and he loves to play man coverage. And he's going to blitz the hell out of you from all type of angles. So with Nick Foles being back there and his ability to audible at the line like you brought up earlier in the conversation, it may give us a little bit better chances of basically him not being confused by defensive coverages that was an issue with Mitch. So maybe we'll be okay there, but I would just say this. Todd Bowles is a bad man as a defensive coordinator. And you know what? I like that in in, in, defensive coordinators, you know, because the thing is you want to take some risk, right? And I think when you want to, you know, uh, go forward, blitz and things like that, I think that's a big part of the game. And you can't be afraid of that. Give your, uh, you know, um, your um, secondary a chance to make some plays too. You may get beat a couple times, which which, which happened today. But the thing is, they didn't quit doing that. And it started to disrupt, you know, the quarterback over there for um from the Chargers. And I, I saw some of that happening late in the game. So I thought that hey, if you're doing that to us, we gotta be prepared for those kind of things. And our guys gotta be prepared to go one-on-one and get some separation because this is gonna be the game to do that in. 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be the game. Uh, one other area that I wanted to bring up, too, because we talked about how this front seven is pretty impressive. Uh, the linebacker position, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a young linebacking court that is really impressive. Devin White, the kid at LSU, he's battled some injuries, but this kid from sideline to sideline is impressive. And when he's healthy, he's a, he's a nightmare out there. And then they also have Le- Levante David. And if yeah. you watch this guy on tape, uh, A-Dub, man, what do you think about him? Because to me, I feel like he's super underrated. Man, he is a guy. I mean, he's one of the guys over there. I mean, today he had what, 11 tackles today. I yep. was a backfield guy in that one tackle, one of those tackles. But man, he is every, all over the place. I mean, that's a guy you got to stay attached to, keep eye on him. Talk about running down guys. He can run you down. Um, I mean, this is one of those guys I always say, you know, of the, on the defensive end, who I thought Trevathan could end up being like, you know, uh, similar to him in a way. But unfortunately, it hasn't turned out that way yet. But the thing <laughs> is, this guy is the real deal. We gotta really, we're gonna do run plays. We gotta worry about him because he's one of their run stoppers. So we gotta really open up some holes, some gaps for Montgomery. So this guy here, again, David, the real deal. Yeah, he's definitely the real deal, man. Um, before we get out of here, A dub, I, I did want to do a quick plug for the October contest that the Bears Central's podcast is running on our Twitter account at the Bears Pod. We're gonna announce this week the prize that we're gonna be offering to uh the lucky winner of this contest. Now, we want to do something special to award some bonus points to people that are actually listening and supporting the podcast. Mm -hmm. So on this episode, A-Dub was passionately telling all of you how maybe A-Rob maybe bailed out on that one throw from from Nick Foles. So I want all of our Twitter followers to, after they listen to our episode, to give us your opinion on that A-Rob play. So just, you know, type in under uh, when we post the episode or link on, on Twitter. Under that link, just say, do you think that A-Rob should have caught the ball? Just yes or no, little quick snapshot. We want to see who's listening to the episode, and we want to reward you guys for doing so. And we also want to give uh, A-Dub a a little hard time. We love him. (laughs) He's the best, right? But we want to give him a little bit of a hard time. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, A-Dub, man, this was a ton of fun, man. I'm telling you, you cheered me up just being able to have that back and forth with you because I was really uh, pissed off uh, earlier tonight. but. you know, Bears fans, we're going to be fine. We're going to, you know, we're going to get through this. Today was a rough game, but we're still 3-1. and one. We just have a lot of cleanup because Tom Brady's coming to town. But I think if Nick Foles can make those audibles and adjustments at the line of scrimmage, we should be able to neutralize that Tampa Bay defense. But to Big Dave's point earlier in this conversation, we got to run the ball. We can't get away from running the ball. We cannot have our defense being exposed the way that that defense was exposed today. because. One of these days, our defense is going to get gouged because we are playing those guys way too many minutes, way too many plays out there. You guys were seeing today in the game how Hakeem Hicks and some of these guys, I mean, they they were getting worn out. And we have to save that defense and preserve them because this is a long season. So that's just something that we just definitely need to make sure that this team is doing as we uh, look at that game on Thursday. And one thing I want to also throw out there as well, we're going to run the football. We got to let our offensive pass plays dictate that. Um, and the thing, I think we, you're right. We have a good balance with it, but we got to make some passing plays first. I think that's probably the best part of it because of our line. You know, and our line has seemed to be strong these past couple of weeks and stopping and you know and getting uh, Montgomery some good open gaps to run down the field. So I would say, if we're going to pass the ball, let's make sure that dictate our run games. We're still going to need our run game regardless. That's exactly it. Well, hey, Doug, man, go ahead and sign us off. This is a fun episode. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez podcast. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, 
and Google Podcast. On our next episode, we will recap the Week 5 matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bears Nation, come bear down with us. Peace.